Good morning. Good evening. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to this. I know. I know. Yo, two seconds. I know. I know that. I know that. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you may be listening to this podcast, we are the Better Than You Pod. What you just heard was the words of Meek Mill announcing that he is quote unquote free after um, having to plead. I believe he had to plead guilty. To he pled guilty to the misdemeanor gun charge that he did have to the shit, so. gun charge from 2007, and his 12 year probation has finally and rightfully so come to an end. So, salute to Meek Mill, he's no longer under the reign of the government. Well, technically, as of right now, we'll get into we'll get into some more of that, but let's go around the room and see what's good. No, and what's happening? <laughs> and what's happening? Vegas in Vegas on any platform it's always Vegas in. Nah, I man, he on mute, Kai. He yeah, there. He on mute. I just, uh, I just went to the thing. I saw that. Yo, B was good. Yeah. Everything is good, y'all. I know I said this before, but yo, I feel like we don't do enough big up to Joe for how he handles the social media. You know what I mean? Because he keeps the Instagram popping. You know what I mean? The Facebook popping. We getting a lot of commentary on there. You know what I mean? I see we we we're, we're trying to comment back to everybody. You know what I mean? Maybe we're not catching everybody's comments or whatever, but you know, like what is the um, what what's the link? What's the um Instagram again, Joe? Better um, than you pod. Better than you pod. Yes. Yeah, better than you pod. You know what I mean? So like if if you haven't, you know, if y'all want to talk to us and y'all wondering why um how to get in touch with us and yell at us or say our comments are stupid or say be saying some fly shit like yo just going better than you pod yo Joe really has that shit up to par man. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people out there that, you know what I mean, we see everything y'all saying. Maybe we don't get a, get back um, to everybody because, you know, sometimes it's a lot, but we're trying to. Well, yeah, Joe keeps it clean. The platform looks clean. The page looks clean. Looks spiffy. Ah, spiffy. Word. <laughs> but, Joe, what's going on, man? No, no, nothing, man. I'm just uh, happy we able to get this uh, recording off tonight. You know, it's not a regular yeah. night, but we're going to yeah. get it done. Yeah, and you got something. You got something. You got some splinting to do, Lucy. Hey, you want to speak on it or nah? Nah, let's just talk. <laughs> all right. So, let's uh, just make a talk. <laughs> we all talking. Well, now. Let's just nah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hey, this is on you because you're the one actually. Hey, oh, this yeah. is on you because you brought this to our attention that on this Showtime. <laughs> um, over the weekend, Showtime had a documentary called Hitsville. I didn't get to see yeah. it. No, and you brought it to us. Did anybody else get to see it? I know he, he kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw it. Yeah, we all got to see it, y'all. Yeah. Oh, everybody but you. Yeah, everybody but me. <laughs> Guy with no cable, no doubt. Mm. But let's talk about I'm it. Gonna, I was going to send you the link, yo, for real, but you said you was about to watch it. Like, he did say he was like, about to watch it. And I, I had the link, too. I, man, I shared it with my people. I mean, oh, okay. I, I ain't going to talk about piracy right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Facts. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we ain't really doing nothing like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Underdog, take that off the take that off the podcast. <laughs> oh, but now yeah, break, break it down. You can go from if you want to talk on it off top. I mean, it's, it's, it's not much to break down. I mean, you know about the history of Motown, you know the artists, you know everything that goes along with it. But just actually seeing the process, seeing the competitiveness, you know, 
the best part is just seeing the behind the scene things, like seeing a young Stevie Wonder and seeing a young Smokey and seeing like, you know, real artist development and everything being in house and like, it's it's still probably to today the most famous black record company in history, and knowing what they accomplished and and the times and how they were and seeing Barry Gordy try to shift along with the times, you see and hear about Marvin Gaye and his militantness, the different personalities and people there. I mean, you just just that level of competitive competitiveness and that excellence that was there. It was just dope from the beginning to end, and I just got to give Showtime credit between this. What the Wu Doc and and Ron are testing, they they really doing great with these documentaries. Do we know who um who produced or who shot that? Like I'm just wondering. I ain't gonna lie, like I don't I don't know what the fuck Ant talking about. I don't think niggas know the story at all. I think they just on the mad shit. You know what I mean? Like yo, they was in they was in the hits full shit. You know what I mean? Smokey was really building up how Barry Gordy went about his shit, like. All of that and how competitive it was. It just it was it actually looked like it was really about a team of writers and then they was just finding everybody dope in the city, you know what I mean? That that knew how to make some music and they were just all coming to the one studio with a with a team of writers and it was really the writers that would be, that were the competitive ones. You know what I mean? Like I think that shit was interesting as hell. I think though that was that was something I don't know that everybody I don't know that was ready information that niggas just had. Well, well, my thing is this: like I always been like a big um, Motown fan. Uh, my mother, she was born in uh, '47. She was a teenager in the '60s, so that's when the sound was going off. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, so she also always heard that music like playing in the house when I was young. And I say this between the Temptations, um, that biopic, and the Jackson, um, the Jackson Five biopic from way back in the day, and like a few other things and little like interviews and doc and documentaries and things. I knew most of like how Motown was working because they they really broke it down in um, the Temptations thing a lot. How the people had to everybody was working on the hits and the quality control thing. But seeing this documentary and seeing the actual like seeing actual footage of these people, not actors playing them, it was like crazy. And to have it all together, like bits and pieces, I knew. But when you brought it all together and just told the story, it was great. Like from how Barry Gordy took the, um, what was he with the Ford Motor Company, the assembly yeah, line thing, and just decided to like use it to manufacture people, like manufacture these acts and stuff, and yeah. um, and just the talent that went through there, you know, and the fact that he got to do it like his way, like, and man, they they had they had. It was finding yeah. town everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a probably better way to say it. Like when you see it all put together, you're right because you know what I mean. We did have all the bits and pieces and the piece mm-hmm. the, the information together, but when you saw it and it was the real people, like it just felt different. It felt like you were getting a different piece of the story. Like when Ashford and Simpson took took the um the the bus there, and it was just <laughs> like a little building. And shit, you know what I mean? Like it's that. Like, this is it. <laughs> Yeah, like, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to stop there. You know what I mean? Like those little bits and pieces. Like it, it mm-hmm. just saying it made it feel kind of different getting into that story because it was just like a little building, and, and and you know, like black people at that period of time, like we had inferior equipment. You know what I mean? We didn't have the big studios or anything like that. You know, so think about that, and then think about all the all the the sound that came that they invented. You know what I mean? That came out of there. You know. Like that shit was amazing, man. The the artists were competitive, the writers were competitive, 
You know what I mean? They was gonna get rid of um uh Diana Ross and them. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, mad country and shit. Like, yeah, yeah like like <laughs> yeah, you gotta look at that. Like that was big. You know what I mean? They didn't even mention the Wiz. You know what I mean? Like that that was yo, know, that shit was I don't know, that was a lot, man. I, I, I respect that shit. I think we all grew up on Motown in different ways because yeah. you know, our parents was was all like nostalgic. That's what they grew up on. And music is culture for us. You know what I mean? Like it, it just is for our people, you know? So I'm just hearing that, you guide you. I mean, I'm... No, I'm just saying, no, no, I I wasn't going anywhere. Just to watch that though, it just it just to tap into the time period of what you know what I mean? What we grew up listening to and what our parents grew up telling us about. You know, and we always, always heard these stories and stuff like that. Now we get to see them, the actual people. And, you know, I'm going to keep it all the way funky. Like, I didn't know Smokey Robinson had, it was that intricate to the process. You know what I mean? I just thought he was yeah. an artist. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, so, nah, nah, but I learned I a lot more about yeah, Smokey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, me, I didn't know. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I learned a lot mm-hmm. more about Smokey uh, um, through that. And I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, yeah man. man. And it was, it was just oh. a big my bad, uh, Joe, just to bring it kind of full circle in terms of our generation, which, and I didn't see it, so I'm just listening to what you're saying. A lot of these things that you're saying, like, okay, I was aware of a lot of that, but not like the intricate things, the small little things like at the Ashford and Simpson story. And I'm definitely going to watch it because I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that music. But bringing it forward into the 90s, if you think about it, when you say, hey, yeah, the writers and, every, and the producers in the room, that's similar to the 90s, how Puff had it with the Hitmen. And then everybody else, they was, had all, hey, we all got this one sample. He threw it out there. Whoever going to come up and produce is going that's going to get the hit. So it's competitive. And then everybody had to fight for a song, for that beat to get on the song or the rhyme on or whatever. So it was a similar, you could see that imprint go throughout, go throughout history as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I also like how, at first I was a little upset, like, I think maybe like, 10, 15 minutes in, they had, like, Dr. Dre sit there. What the fuck they got Dre here for? But then as it went on, they had, like, different folks. Facts. They had uh, Coach uh, K from uh, QC, and, like, they had just, they had Jamie Foxx was there, and, like, they just had I didn't understand Dre or Jamie Foxx at all. I'm sorry. I still don't. Well, I but mean, I thought it was, it was cool, I, like, but I didn't understand it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I thought it was cool. that I saw how many different, like, random folks they brought in there because, like, uh, I mean, it, it just seemed like a whole like bunch of respect. Folks had to like pay their respects to it, and I, I love the fact that Barry and uh, and Smokey still alive and shit, old as hell. And it was just they was just talking like old friends that just like made history. Like you can't you can't even like name all of the like true like truly dope acts that came like through Motown, and half the folks like they know songs from movies and shit, or like maybe from commercials. And don't even know that like two or three Motown artists probably like sung them shits and made them shits number one hits. It was crazy. Just like another story. I like the. I mean, I, I think we don't want to talk this to death, but I like the fact that I think it was Norman Whitfield. He had written up. I heard it through the grapevine, and I think he, they had some people cut it first. I forget who. It wasn't smoking him. I don't think, but it like it wasn't hitting or whatever. But he believed in the song. Then he got the shit to uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips, and they made that shit a number one. And like the way they did it, then they totally flipped it and made it real like bluesy and shit. And then fucking Marvin Gaye did the shit and it became the biggest like song in Motown history. So mm-hmm. it was like just the talent, the way they like flipped, it was like a totally different song, same lyrics. It was great, man. But everybody needs to watch that Hitsville uh, documentary. It's on Showtime. And yeah, yeah, definitely. So definitely yeah. check it out if you have some time, if you have the Showtime app or whatever, you can always pull it up. 
And but you know, staying in that same Motown Hitsville soulful groove, Raphael Sadiq dropped his latest album, Jimmy Lee, which is named after his mm. uh, uh, late brother who passed away. I, and I, 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 yeah, he was a yeah, he was an <laughs> addict. Um, so I got a chance to listen to the album. I listened to that album once. I need to go back and revisit it because I was stuck on some other albums. I was like, right, I gotta. That that I, I want to hear the album without having the influence of what I just heard from these other two albums I just heard. So I'm gonna have to revisit it in about a week once I right. you know, clear Let my. Let me put it out head. there though, my nigga. I understand all that and all that mm-hmm. shit, but I'm a big Raphael Sadiq fan, right? Yeah. And I'll put it even like this: I was waiting for the album. Like this album, I had literally <clears> been waiting for it. I had, you know, how you could add something to to um. To your uh, uh, Apple Music or whatever, yeah, like, even release, when they yeah. have singles, yeah, before it's released and shit like that, I had that set up already. So every time he even dropped a single, because he had dropped a couple of singles or whatever, right? I know it wasn't getting traction, but I was like, all right, let me listen. And I really wasn't loving the singles or anything like that, but I was like, why well, right, just bump it? You know what I mean? Then I got the album, and that shit was weird as fuck. Yo, it was fucking weird. That album is so weird. I mean, he doesn't even transition in the song. No. It's not good. It's so bad it's like music. He's just saying there's, there's no bridge. No, he one stops line. it and does this weird sound, and it, it's just bad music. And no. it just I think the music I think the music no. itself might have been good, like the actual no, instrumentation shit. Weird, yeah. It was weird. I was listening to I didn't know. I didn't know that this was about, like, addiction and drugs and, like, I didn't know that shit. either. I didn't know that either. So, yeah, like, I was so first. On the Breakfast Club interview, he talked about that's what it's going to be yeah, about. I, I, ain't, I ain't peeped that. But, yo, I was just listening to the shit. I'm, like, I'm vibing to the music and shit. Then I'm hearing about, like, heroin and veins and niggas dying. What the fuck is this? Like, yo, man. I fuck with Raphael Sadiq. And, yo, God bless him if he had to get this off of his heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. About, about his, uh, his brother that had passed. And I, I can't say it was bad music. It was just, like, this long, weird shit. It was not and, what you It was bad music, yo. It was bad I mean, music. Okay. You have to hear it. It's, some of the tracks end like this. <laughs> and then know, somebody start talking and then you just play some weird shit. Like, it's fucking weird. Nah, it's not okay. <laughs> it was artistic. Yo, did, yo, Ant, did you check it at all? Yo, what did you say? Artistic? Yo, Ant, say something, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the album is fine. The, the thing with, like, we were just talking about Motown. When you're talking about things, that company and how it influences things, he's a direct descendant of that. He, he gives that, that vibe, that that old Motown feel, and all of his albums are like that. Even when he spiced up, like my literally my favorite song from Rafael Sadiq of all his songs is still right. After all these years, shit's still my favorite song. But it's a different feel, a different vibe to this, and you can tell that with the thing with his brother and the overdose, like he was in a different headspace. And he was, I guess it seemed like he's trying to like reflect the feeling of someone dealing with addiction or something else like that. So it's like, it's not your typical Sadiq album. It's still him. It's still that voice. It's still that flow. But like like I said, that the disconnection of the tracks, the, the settings of it, it was kind of weird. That, that That's what makes it strange because it's not what you're expecting from him. You're expecting, you know, a little bit of the doo-wop, different kind of feeling to it, but not this. So is it bad? For, for Sadiq, you could say yes. But is it like the worst thing he can do? No, I, I expect him to go back to his regular self and his regular flow in his very next album. I was I a little bit disappointed by this, sure, because it wasn't what I was expecting. But I'm I'm gonna give it a couple more listens to see if I can like grow in a little bit. I don't think I am, but 
I think, think some, I think if, if everybody's here saying they didn't see the um, Breakfast Club interview, because that's why I received it differently, because I knew mm. what he was talking about. No, and man, I, fuck so that heard, shit. Wait, fuck you heard the shit, album? Say what? Um, Alex, you heard the album? Yeah, that's why I said I listened to it once. But remember, I kept saying I got stuck on that Snow Allegra in the mud. Yeah, yeah, but so you ain't receive it, man. Chill, yo, man, I, nah. I, I, said, I, I said I heard it; it was okay. And I said, but I need to go back and revisit it because I was still man, stuck on it. You just listen, giving them respect because niggas don't. I mean, it's Raphael Sadiq. We don't want to talk bad about him, so I figured we just move on Facts. to that's the album. album that like fucking everybody giving five out of five, ten out of ten. And I get it. And it's like well, I get four point five out of five. Four point five, all right, close enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry to still a transition, but yo, fuck, we got to move on to rap. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. Eve album, you know what I'm saying? Let's That's celebrate, hard, man. She know how to rap, yo. Yeah, Rhapsody yeah. know how to rap, and like I know people want to talk about she if if she wasn't a woman and she still put the same album together. I mean, it would be weird because it has all a bunch all right. of women names on the tracks and shit. But other than that, like. That shit would still be hard, you know what I mean? And you know, hip hop is in a lot of ways misogynistic. If you're not talking about certain type of things, you're not gonna go. Because other than that, like Bahamadia would be out of here, you know what I mean? But she's not. So, um, so Rhapsody, she put something together, man, and you just gotta respect it, man. I don't know too many MCs is gonna disrespect that, yo, because it was it's a real project, and you, I want to listen to it again. Like anytime somebody mentions it, it makes you feel like you want to go listen to it. Yeah, I listened to it twice, and uh, I mean, I, I definitely like listen to it again. You know, what I'm saying it, it was just good. I mean, they had mad samples that was like recognizable, and and that like added to it and shit. And uh, I just like is what you call this a concept album because of the names? Or is it just like an album that happens to have like a? a I like guess it's a. Thing? I guess it's a concept. No, she went hard about being a woman, yo. Yeah. I wouldn't listen. Concept album, like I would call the um, the Wale Seinfeld drink. That was a concept. That was a concept. Okay, me. yeah. But it, that's yeah. and this this okay. is not an thing. I mean, but once you once you hit once you press play, the proverbial press play, you don't skip anything. Nah. I mean, even the, we talk about the 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 lost art of uh, song structure and the lost art of how you put each song in order to sequence. Yeah, sequencing, yeah. Perfect. Out like yeah, out the gate, like man, I didn't, I didn't have to skip anything. I revisited. I was actually, to be honest, I was listening to it on the way back from picking up my kid from football practice. I was, mm. I, I played like Cleo like three times. Mm. It's everything that she was saying. I was like, that song. If you not a familiar with Rhapsody and you don't want to go through the whole history, you just want to listen to this album. Listen to Cleo, and then rewind it and listen again because you're gonna miss half the stuff she says throughout the song. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, man. No, no, no. You can't name yourself Rhapsody if you can't rap. She's just rapping her ass off in this album. It's, it's, a, it's a terrific piece of work from her, and I, I hope she gets the shine that she deserves. I mean, it's not shade against Cardi or Nikki or Megan, none of them. Why, well, yeah, she, them. Because, 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 because I she's a part of that gla- She's a part of that class, and she deserves that kind of shine because her skills are just. I mean, is she part of class? Nah, I mean, why you didn't mention old, her next to the J. Coles and the Drakes and the Kendricks? Yeah, she's you know around that age. Right, yeah. but, but, but they got a particular level of fame that I think she deserves. 
And that's, that's hopefully what that's Jay, which one? Jay Cole, Kendrick, Drake, Kendrick, or are you just talking about? Are you talking about the just some Nikki and Meg the Stallion? That's yeah, shit. Nah, man, you gotta, you gotta think. So you gotta go into your brain, and you gotta like think, man. You on this misogynistic shit? You know? <laughs> it's like, yo, Rhapsody ain't a dope female rapper. She's like a, a dope, dope rapper, rapper, period, and shit. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it ain't even right mentioning like Cardi and Meg and shit because. It's like we know what they are, you know what I'm saying? They like yeah. party rappers and shit. They they in their lane. I ain't gonna disrespect them sisters. They doing mm-hmm. they thing, but yeah. it's like some shit is just different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she on that level, you know what I'm saying? Is she she oh, she she spit like them niggas, man? Like yeah, it, it's just dope. I mean, we could keep talking about Rhapsody album. We just gonna give her like mad praises. The production was dope. Shout out to Knife One and all the other niggas affiliated with it. Jo- um, what's good? Jersey. Jersey. Oh, the Navy Jersey. What you just I say, yo, to Jersey? Nigga, I'll wait for Jersey, yo. Shouts to me. Bro, where you at right now? Yo, Jersey. Shut up, yo, Jersey. Let's get it. Again. Yeah. Yo, man. We got shout out to like, yo, the Navy Jersey. Oh, that just happened over the weekend. That was in New Jersey, and they represented for New Jersey throughout the show. Um, where y'all want to start? Y'all want to start with the uh, the Jersey uh, part? Of yeah, it? I really want to start I'm, there because I'm gonna be real with you. It bothers me. It bothers me, and people like to say that I'm biased about this shit, but I don't even think this even requires a, a bias. Like it bothers me that that they did Fetty Wap. They didn't do Joe Button, and Joe Button like really carried Jersey for a real long time. You know what I mean? Like after the naughty and niggas and all the rest of that, like Jersey was well. Joe Button. I mean, oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's like, say, you know, the show. Pump, 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 pump it up. Yo, you yeah, you crazy if you don't think it'll go. What you but yeah, yeah. here's the shit though. Here's the shit. Even, I mean, listen to his part. He even said, you know, he kind of felt this whole way. Like, damn, he felt like I should have been on that stage. But nah, let me let me say this though, right? Yeah, so it's no, like when it comes down to, you, I mean, it, it would, it, it was, it, it should. Queen Latifah rap it. anymore? Queen Latifah still puts out music, whether she sings or raps or whatever. And Queen Latifah and Joe Budden ain't Queen Latifah. Shame when you even like mention the name. Plus, Joe Budden born in like Queens or some shit like that. But yo, I say no, this. Come on, man. No, 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 I know, I know, it. I know, man, nigga. My name is Joe, and I'm from Jersey and shit. And yeah. This nigga came out nowhere named Joe from Jersey. And spit yeah. He was my favorite rapper when Jay. Yo, like, like I don't think you rapper. know, like Joe. Was, Joe Button was really holding down. Jer- nigga, I know, bro. Joe was had, had them mixtapes out. All right, so Jer- nigga, the first time I heard shit. Joe Button, he was spitting over um. The Welcome to Atlanta beat, and he said this new kid running for Jersey, and I ain't talking about Jason. I was like, yo, this is New Jersey, nigga. I was so yeah. fucking happy. And since then, I was getting all of his shit. But all I'm saying is, since this nigga was talking all that retirement shit for so long, he ain't want to do it, then that might have been a reason they didn't reach out to him. But you're you reach out and let him decline. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, Fetty should have been there because Fetty was the biggest nigga in Jersey recently. Yeah, but yeah. Joe Button definitely should have been there. But as far as the niggas they did have there, let's get the flowers to the guys they did have there. Okay. Queen Latifah was there. Facts. And they had Tretch and Vinny out there. And them niggas still was, like, doing their thing and shit. They was killing it. Fucking, um, they had Redman. You know what I'm saying? And that, See, but here's the thing. Redman could arguably be one of the best rappers, if not the best rapper ever. And... 
I don't like the song they chose for Red Man. And I feel like they made him pick that. And they made him do that one song. Yo, I don't think he had picked that. You know what I mean? Well, then let me ask a question. If it wasn't that one, what would you have picked? I don't know. Can't wait. Time for some action. You know do, what I mean? Or think, the goodness. Wait, hold on. Or he could have did... He could have did the goodness. If he was going to do that type of beat with that type of thing, he could have did the goodness. But he did the song. They they made him do the song that he did with meth, and I ain't like it. But here's the thing. You got to think about where the fuck they was That's at. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, the goodness? Nah, the goodness is not bigger than how high. I mean, uh, yeah. what, um, whatever the, uh, whatever the song know, was. I don't know, man. Off the top of my head. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know numbers, but I, I used to, like, I really partied hard around the time. But you got to you gotta think about what you're talking about. The goodness got way more party yeah. play. Yo, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. All, 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 all I just want to do is say this. Like, this wasn't the BET Hip Hop Awards. This was, like, the VMAs. I was okay. shocked the VMAs was at, like, the Prudential Center in, in Newark. I assume they got a really good deal for the venue or some <laughs> shit to actually be in I mean, it was a great venue, but it's, like, weird. They was in Newark. Like, yeah. it's weird. So, they just tried to work in all of this Jersey shit. They had Queen Latifah up there with... John fucking Travolta, he was just cursing and shit. He's like, shit, this, fuck this. And they just tried to bring as many folks that had little Jersey connections that made sense of this weird fucking award show that ain't really for like, it ain't for niggas. You know what okay. I'm saying? Right, like, I couldn't, even, I couldn't even watch it. So, so, my, so that's. Do It All was there. Yeah, Do It All was there. Shit. Yeah, Do It All was there. That was cool, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Joe could have did that. Yeah, I mean, the fact is, Joe Budden probably would have been the biggest um, shit there since he's the, out of all of these people. Yes. He's, he's the biggest name in hip-hop right now. Yeah. Out of all of them Jersey niggas. He ain't even rap no more. Yeah. So, all respect to the Queen and Tretch and... Although I do love but, Queen Latifah, like... Oh, everybody love Queen Latifah, yeah. man. But, I mean, as far as the VMA, the, 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 the VMAs you, go... Yeah. That, that shit really wasn't for us. I mean, I actually... You put it in perspective on. when you said that. You're right. Like, I like yeah. I tried to critique it, whatever. And my man was... Like, we was on Facebook. We was going back and forth talking about it, like, whatever. And and you're, But you're right. You put it in perspective when you was like, yo, it really wasn't for us. And I get it. So, you know, fuck yeah. that That's shit. That's a little bit... Let me see, because I thought her performance was dope. All right. Who cares about that Missy, shit? Ooh, yeah, I mean, I really care, man. Y'all <laughs> when y'all clowning Missy to end the last part, nigga? I was... New push. Pretty much, we could push past this and go to the new pushy tracks that Brian has shared with us and shit. Yo. Go ahead, man. Go on, bro. Push is the king. I ain't gonna lie, man. I feel a different way when push come out with, come out with music, y'all. Like, it don't feel like when other niggas come out with music. Like, like niggas be waiting for things like when, um, when Rick Ross come out with music or whatever. But when push come out with music, I feel, I feel like when... Honestly, I know it's gonna sound real funny, but I feel like I feel when I, when Kendrick comes out with music, you know what I mean? Like like when Push come out with an album, I feel like I feel when Kendrick come out out with an album, you know what I mean? And I yeah. know they're on two different scales as artists and popularity and all the rest of this shit like that, but just you know it's gonna be good. You know, you know every know track gonna is gonna get something, kill. yeah. You know and so it's just like it's something there, man. And Push just gave us two tracks today that. That shit with Cash Style is crazy. Like, the beat is crazy. It make you want to rap. Like, it reminds you of being on the corner, like, rapping, but you would never get this beat. You know what I mean? And the shit he has with Lauren L is out of here. You know what I mean? And the shit is, is probably, you know what I mean? Like, it's probably, it could probably be greater. But 
I don't even care because it's Lauren Hill, it's Pusha T, they got a message and they kill that shit. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pusha is different, man. It's like, like you said, it's like, as much as I love Ross and shit, it's like, Push is just when that nigga gonna drop some shit. And as soon as you sent me the, um, the fucking Lauren track, the one with Lauren Hill, I just played that shit about like five, six times. Me too. Like, it's just good, man. Yeah, I'm waiting for He said that he said, I mean, he like when the album coming out. I mean, all he said was he got nine, tra- nine tracks in now. He said Kanye did all the beats. Okay. He said, but he said as of right now, he said Kanye did all the beats. Yeah, and and if he's saying that, I the connection that they have is a special one. Yeah, for producer, do. for producer and artist. Yeah, he gets he, it. Like they, he knows exactly. You know what I'm saying? They know. You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't gotta have no words. You just know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he get it. He gets it. Right. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and take a break and we'll get right back to it. All right, welcome back to the Better Than You pod. I want to jump right into this next topic because this one is big. I know everybody's been clamoring. Everybody's been talking about it. He's been getting called the GOAT. He's been getting called Ali. He's been getting called, he's been getting called Jordan. Dave Chappelle's new special, Sticks and Stones, uh, dropped on Monday. Yeah, correct. I'm right. Yeah, Monday. Yes, sir. And it sparked a lot of controversy. It's not for those who want to clinch their butt when they're watching. They're going to have to loosen up. Now, I will not loosen my ass cheeks. <laughs> no, man. But before I get into it, I know everybody's seen it. I ain't seen it. And I'm blaming that. Word. On my ass, man. It's killing me. This whole you got to wait and watch it with me thing. I can't, yo. It's just mm. killing me. This thing like four times already. So I'm mad that I'm on the outside looking in on this one because I know I would have a lot to say. But I'm gonna go right to you. I'm gonna go right to you, Joe. What you got on it? All right, sticks and stones, man. So we saw the new Dave Chappelle shit was coming, and uh, the first forty he did with Netflix was like was pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? It let us know that you know this dude he got something. It ain't just a skits, man. He his standards is official. So when we saw this one come, it's like, oh, what's he going to do now? Man, motherfucker addressed all of the haters that he had from the first four shits. And um, oh, fuck, it held nothing back, man. It's like, I think I had mentioned to Brian, or maybe somebody else, I don't know. But I was like, this nigga, Dave Chappelle, what none of the subject matter that he spoke about was some funny shit. It wasn't That's even... to me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That shit wasn't even like remotely ha ha funny. If you just had a conversation about any of this shit that he talked about, but like just your people and she motherfuckers might cry, motherfuckers might feel some type of way, motherfuckers get passionate, angry and shit. But this nigga Dave Chappelle made the fucking darkest shit fucking hilarious, and it's like that's why motherfuckers called him the goat, and that's why. If you ain't called him the goat, then you probably somewhere fucking just tight as shit, upset, <laughs> right. wanting to cry about all this shit. Now, I, I said my little piece, I'll probably say a little more later, but I'll pass it to the Brian and Ann. I know y'all niggas watch Yo, this shit. I'm gonna be real, yo. Like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people that I've seen that was mad at that shit that I didn't <laughs> expect to be mad at that shit. Like, mm-hmm. like, I watched it and I knew, like, that he was, it was a, a middle finger in your sore spot, but I understood. Then I thought people who I thought were like intelligent or informed or you know they would get it. You know what I mean? And 
nobody seemed like th- a lot of those people didn't seem to get it is 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 what I'm trying trying to get at. Yo, for real, David, yo, a lot of the thoughts I had, you know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. another thing. You know what I mean? Like like I, I had came on here and said Mike ain't do that shit. Them people was lying even before they came out and said all the bullshit that they uh, that was really kind of proven that they lied. You know what I mean? Like I came on here and said it. So I mean, I, I uh, the R. Kelly shit. Like we bashed that nigga. It, it is different. R. Kelly versus Michael Jackson. It is different. I felt about it differently. Like all the things that he said, Anthony Bourdain. Like the thing that the, even the way he set it up in the, the beginning. Intro. Like, yeah. Like. It, it was bomb, and I understood it, and we all understood it, and that's why we laughed. If you hear it and you understand it, man, then you get it. You get where he's going at. And I think we had this conversation yesterday. It was it was all three of us, all four of us, right? Yep. I think I think Dave, I think he's just showing his his range, like the like he's he's trying to go for the goal. You know what I mean? This is his blueprint. This is his. He's he's showing you I'm Jordan now. You know what I mean? He's showing you little pieces of, of all the things of the great comedians that, that, that you could probably name. He's showing you, I got that. You know what I mean? I got that. I could do that. And you don't even see the joke coming. I'm going to make you laugh now. And then I'm going to connect it to some other shit and make you laugh even more later. You know what I mean? Like, so it was just a lot that he has there that just shows his greatness. He's, 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 he is the goal, man. This is, this is his blueprint. You know what I mean? Because it's his slam dunk. It's his fadeaway. And that's it. Man. I don't know, Ant. What you got? He's not the goat. You got to relax with that. He's not the goat. He's one of the greatest comic club Let's meet Tyson. Yeah, go ahead. Come on, Ant. Love being trash. Go ahead, Ant. No, come on, because everybody gets away after something just comes out. Like, oh man, he's good. relax. He's not the goat. Richard's the goat. I don't know why we even argue this point. Tell, is, is he better than Richard? Yes or no? That's the only question I got to ask. Is he better than Richard? Well, yeah, my Michael thing Jackson is this. Better than I James Brown? Um, sure. Yes. I mean, I think Chappelle is better than Richard. And plus, he ain't never had to suck no dick to be as good as he was. He ain't had to fuck niggas. He ain't had to get fucked by Marlon Brando. He ain't have to let, let fucking listen, Paul Mooney fuck right, his right, son. Fuck all Yo, that fuck it. Chappelle is a go, Nah, but fuck all that. Like, Let's address what Anthony said, right? Richard Pryor was the most honest nigga that we ever heard before. You know, like all the stories about him, his mom being a prostitute, and all, he was able to be honest about that shit in a grand form where nobody ever seen honesty in that way before. And so that's what made him the greatest, but literally put him up against Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle got to watch Richard. So he's competing with the ghost of Richard when he's doing all this shit. He's better, dogs. Like it's like, Doctor, it's like some Dr. J fucking Michael Jordan shit. Exactly. Like, he, like yeah. he, yo, he knows all that nigga moves. That's cool. We see all I yo, yo, Dave Chappelle has Richard Pryor's whole discography. Yo, he mastered it and then did it better. It's not a disrespect to Richard. It's the fact that he that it, it, it just is what it is. Doesn't surpass him. I mean, we can argue this shit all day if you want to. He just doesn't surpass him. Do I think the special was great? Sure. Do I see him evolving? Absolutely. Is he getting better at his craft? Which is amazing because he's about, what, almost 30 years into this? Yeah, sure. Great. Absolutely. But 
I can see how people would have problems with it. I can see how people would have issues with everything that went on because they're going to be touchy issues because we're in a society where people are just touchy about certain things. A lot of things, especially when it comes to the LBGTQ community. And he did that in this special. He did it on the special before that. He did it on this one. That doesn't make... and that, That's actually his genius. If anything, if he's like Richard, that he has this unfailing ability not to back down. Like, this is how I feel about it. This is how I feel. And now, not only am I going to do it, and I'm going to tell you how I feel, even if you disagree with it, I'm still going to make you laugh. Because even if people say, like, they had issues with the transgender jokes, those people in the audience who paid Buku money to watch that laughed at those jokes. Not saying that they're, you know, they're against transgender people. They just found the joke to be funny. And that's what comedians do. You're supposed to be funny. You're supposed to to mine humor out of the most darkest of places. That's what makes comedians great. That's what made Richard great because he took all of that pain and went on in his life and made it ridiculously hilarious. You shouldn't laugh at a child who grew up in a whorehouse, but he makes it funny. Dave takes these issues where he differs from Richard is that Dave's issues are like kind of sort of more of a broader societal kind of thing. Richard's were deeply personal. There's a difference between them. That's why I think Richard's greater because it's hard to make something personal about yourself and painful about yourself. Extremely funny. But Dave can look at society and say, this society is fucked up. There are people who are, are getting opportunities that people of color don't get. And I can find a way to twist this in a way where you look at it and say, like, fuck. Not only are you Yo, right, does. hilarious about does. it. He makes you think. He's, he's like, all right, I get Richard, but he's even George Carlin deep with some of this shit. Like when he was like, yo, I'm looking at this heroin epidemic and I'm like, okay, this is how white people felt about the crack epidemic. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. And that's what I look at. Like all these opioids and all the rest of this shit, this heroin and shit. I'm like, fuck. Like I don't give a fuck, really. You know what I mean? And I, I know that it sounds bad and it probably feels bad to say for a lot of people, especially given the climate and then that big thing with Johnson & Johnson and it just happened where they're getting all that, like, all that oh, money and, oh and you know, after it happened, I, I hate to go on a tangent, but after that happened, the first thing I did is come on our um, little group chat and be like, yo, Trump's going to win. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but early on in the podcast, I said, yo, Trump won in all the places that you didn't expect him to win because he won in everywhere that where he talked about opioid addiction. He won every place that had a problem with opioid addiction. Trump won it. And they were in a lot of districts that usually would not go with a Donald Trump. And then you see that that 500, what, million or something like that, dollars. seven, yeah. Yeah, out of, out of Johnson & Johnson. And it's like, okay, that changes a lot of, you know what I mean? Niggas don't care about tweets. If a lot of these morgues in these areas, they were too filled, you know what I mean? So they were trying to transport bodies to other places. They couldn't fit them in morgues anymore. All right. All right. This, her, this opioid epidemic, it doesn't affect us. We don't know a lot about it. I don't know anybody that's really affected by it, really. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a thing for us, right? But I know that it exists, and I only followed it because of, of politics, and that shit is, is a big thing. Now, back to the Chappelle shit, and, like, dag, crack epidemic was a big thing, and Chappelle equated the two and was like, now I know how white people felt, because I don't give a fuck. Shit made mad sense. Right. I'm not disagreeing with that. It's, it's a great special. And I think what you realize with him right now 
he ain't done. I think it's a lot more that he's going to have to say about it and about this. But like I said, when you watch past it and you watch, you finish it and it has the epilogue part after it, he makes yeah. it clear that they're just like he wants to talk about certain shit, but they're just certain shit that he's going to choose to speak on. Like, I understand, like, the LBGTQ community is going to have an issue with it, but he's going to choose to talk about it. So that's the issue that, for him, is pressing. Everyone I mean, else wants to talk about Trump. He made it clear, like, I don't want to talk about this nigga. Like, it's like, I'm not trying to mind humor from this. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, me neither. I hate talking about Donald Trump. I mean, yeah. this, this nigga going to do what he do. But, <laughs> he gets I mean, too I much probably, noise, yo. He gets yeah, too much literally noise. hate it. But, I mean, it's funny. We talk all the shit about the LGBTQ community yeah. shit and all that. When the fact is the light the, the the jokes that he made about them was the lightest ones of this episode. It was actually like ha ha funny and shit. Yeah. Like it wasn't like the motherfucker when he pulled a dick out and she pulled a dick out and threw it on the table like that. Like that. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was cool, man. That Chappelle show shit. I mean, I'm the Chappelle um special. If you ain't check it out, you should check it out. Like, um, and how you feel about you feel about it. It's funny, like, I was going to, like, tell a couple of folks, yo, you should check this out. But then I thought about the folks I was thinking about telling. But I I was like, yo, I knew some folks that felt some type of way about little jokes he had in the last shit. I know some folks that had problems with uh, Chris Brown, not Chris Brown, Chris Rocks, when he had, like, his joke about, like, fucking, uh, like, white kids and shit, like, shooting up schools and, like, killing whatever. And it's like, yo... They, they, they would fucking motherfuckers probably vomit if they listen to this day. Yeah, shit. They you can't even it. tell a nigga to watch this shit. You yeah. gotta lay low. I ain't having yeah. a podcast. Niggas probably wouldn't hear from me. Did you? Nigga? Let, me, let me ask you a question. If, has there been a white comedian that has talked about the black community similar to some of the ways you talk about Chappelle talked about it or any other comedian might have talked about any you know, other communities. Has there been a comedian that's done that? That's it's not like Bill Burr's. Yo, I know shit. the name of the dude. He had a whole big special, and he does this shit a lot. But I can't think of his name. He's from New York. He talks about how he talks about every culture, though. You know what I mean? Because he talks about all the cultures, how they do shit in New York. You know what I mean? He has a whole big special about this shit. So yeah, there, I, I mean, there has been. Sebastian, are Nah, just nah. Man, I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. I, I, I never know the white comedian's names, man. I hear his voice, I see his face, I never know. I don't know his name. White comedians avoid that. They, it, it, it's, they, they, it's, they don't have to, but they kind of have to because they don't feel like it, they feel comfortable speaking about the culture or that. Uh, I feel like Bill Burr's talked about niggas before. Yeah. Right, but, but it's not like, but it's not the, the level of depth that you're going to get from. Like Chappelle's gonna talk about everybody equally. I think Chris Rock is gonna talk about everybody equally. But white Yo, you know what's like, ill with me though? I feel you. But it's like I always thought Chris Rock was like that nigga. But like these last like when Chappelle came back and dropped these specials He's like back to back on niggas. Yeah. It's like and then when then when Chris came out with a with a, a damn good it was damn good. Tamri was damn good, but after we had gotten like four Chappelle's, it's like Man, nigga, you should kind of quit. And it's funny because I heard like him and like Kevin Hart, they be saying that, oh, we see Chappelle doing it, and we just think we should quit. Yes, niggas, y'all should quit. Y'all should like just do a buddy cop movie. I don't know. Kevin Hart's shit was kind of funny, man. Nah. Colin I Quinn mean, is the dude I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Colin yes. Quinn? I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, know okay. I know him. I know him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, God bless that nigga, man. He's from New York and shit. I heard that New York is a big, rich town. 
You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 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 Oh, you killed that. Yo, Alex, what you think? Joe with the crossover. (laughs) Take us there, Alex. Yeah, no doubt. Um, That's your Jose. New York, a big rich town. Talking about Power Season 6 premiere. Uh, (laughs) Spoiler alert, if nobody's seen it, we're about to get into it. I ain't seen it, but I don't care. Uh, Well, you know what? Before we even got to the show, let's get to the theme song that everybody seems to be losing their mind over now that Trey Songz is singing it as opposed to Joe. Trey, it still has the same premise, but looks like they chopped it up a little bit and and Trey added his little... I'll say say this, man. Alright. Power drop at midnight and shit. So I'm there like one in the morning like, oh shit, let me check this power shit. I turn on the first thing, it's like it's a poppy version of like fucking <laughs> the shit. And I'm like, oh, word. All right, they're doing some shit new for the six. And I'm like, who is it? Oh, this Trey Songs. And Fifth was like flowing on it a little different and shit. Yeah. It wasn't gritty. The thing is, it was actually like a good, it was a good song, but it is. <laughs> it, it, it's like if you took like, remember when niggas was mad when J Lo did the Motown shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the original had like so much soul after a while. And like it's just different when nah. you got Joe singing some shit. I think a better example is when Beyonce took "Before I Let Go." Yo, but I fucked nah, with that, no, that though. Shit go hard. Yo, that no, shit go but, no, but 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 no, but don't. Joe, I'm gonna um, yeah, disagree don't like with it. you a little bit about it being a good song. Like I would never listen to it, and I'm gonna tell you, like I. So when I first heard the the song come on, like mm-hmm. I'm getting hyped because I'm like, oh, new song, and I'm and like I know I. You know what I mean? I know I watched it before the show came out, so I'm like, ah, I'm be the first one nigga, nigga with it. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, I'm going to hit the social media with this shit. Let niggas know, like, oh, this shit is so lit, right? Then he kept on going, and he keep on, he, he dragged the, the, like, the tone out with his notes and shit. And the, shit yeah, the song so was trash. longer, too. Yeah, I, like, it, the way he sings, yeah. Like, this shit was weird. I think it was trash. I, I really, I really got to say that if anybody think it's trash, they just think it's trash because we have five seasons of the other one. I'm no, just saying. I think it's trash because it's not a trash. good song. This not song good. felt this. I mean, this song felt like I don't know. If this me, I was like singing it, good. it would be a little better. It, it's, it's the same fucking song. It was just grander and bigger and shit. It's like the. It's like no, the fucking, it's not grander. It's like and it's, bigger. it's like he didn't hit the had, notes. If Fifty had a fucking, if Fifty had a fucking Vegas residency and shit, he'd be out there in the sequence fucking suit and shit. And then this would be the version of Big Rich Town that would play, and Trace everybody would be happy and dance. Trace on thing. I mean, you compare. You know, I mean, he couldn't sing too well. No, he just didn't sing well. That whole the extra that he put on it, like he tried too hard and it was bad. You know what I mean? Like you just couldn't. He, he didn't sing well. Yeah, he just didn't do it well. Yeah, but he was you know trying what? to make it a big grand you, version of it. Yo, I'm glad that sh- I'm glad that Fifty realized to dead that shit just like they deaded Angela annoying ass. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and and I'm glad and and I'm glad Angela dead man. A lot of people man, acting like she wasn't for real. God, dead. man. You know what I mean? I was I was worried. Yeah, I was worried for I, about 20, 30 minutes, bro. I wasn't. I knew she was dead, yo. I knew she was gone. You know what I mean? They I know kept they showing they it up. like that. Yeah, because they had to they had to keep y'all the, the streets buzzing. As soon as, as yeah, soon as somebody man. throws something out there, they're gonna they're gonna bite on it and eat at it or whatever. But Angela was dead, man. You know what I mean? And that's cool. And then and then Ghost goes after Tommy and, and all that. And and that's cool, but it was weird because it was like uh Ghost, if you waiting in this dude house, 
Like, why don't you just shoot this nigga in the yeah. head? Like, <laughs> everything from there became really weird because it was like, all right, if you're just gonna fight, then you didn't want to kill him. So, all right, so cool. So then just like work something out. But then later on, he thinks he kills this nigga with an automatic weapon. Like, it's just fucking yeah. weird. I don't like that. I mean, I'm going to say this. I like three things. They, they got like... the gate real sloppy. Well, I mean, the thing is, they honestly, they came out the gate trying to have as many little epic moments as they could for this True. being like the the season, like, True. premiere. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, okay, we want to make sure we come up with a bang and shit. And there was many things I hated about this. Like the cops to interview Ghost, them niggas was trash. It was the white dude and some fat black lady? They was cops. And they interviewed Ghost and it was trash. And them, the acting was terrible. The only worst, the worst acting I saw in the whole shit, and there was a lot of it, was fucking Lala and the dude that played her son. Fuck you know what I'm that saying? Kid. That kid was trash. They should have got fucking, fucking Mellow's son. But that kid was super trash. Yeah. Like, how did this nigga get a job, yo? Right. I mean, like you got you got like little kids at the Apollo. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, but no, but see, the the, the thing that saved that scene is Lala ass. She got the Kim Kardashian on full blast. Seen that shit like like it, it was coming out of the kitchen. Like she was in the kitchen. She <laughs> was in the, the um the living big. room or the dining room, and her ass was in the dining room. Like it was just crazy. Like her ass was in the dining room. She in the kitchen at the same time. God. Yeah. She's in the special. kitchen doing the worst acting in the world, but that ass was on full Kim Kardashian, and you know it's like God bless her, yo. Yeah. Oh yo, no, man. Yo, why, yo, how trash was it when the the little Puerto Rican boy that played the son was like went into her purse and shit, and she ran yeah. to go, bitch. Why you still got the gun in your the purse, gun. bitch? That was so what? stupid. And she was, huh. like, don't go oh, in my man. purse. My purse. Yeah, purse. why did they even have that scene? That scene just seemed like they just wanted that kid there because they, other than that, just, like the scene they wanted us to remember matter. that she had a kid and they wanted to show off the Kim Kardashian ass that Lala was toting this season. It shit. seemed like so much. It seemed like just filler or something like that because that scene was. If I don't know if I didn't see the ass, man, it, the scene would be super. This trash. was dumb, man. Yeah. Fucking her and that's cash, man. Fuck that kid. They should kill that kid like they killed Raina, yo. Oh, no. I want that kid done in like I want that kid dead in like two episodes, yo. Or like just forget he's dead, man. He's somebody's son or something like that, or fifty or somebody money or something like that. Some chick, I don't know, man. That's Whatever, one of kid, that's one of fifty Puerto Rican bitches, um, little brothers or some shit. Yo. That's a fact. Speaking about Puerto Ricans and all that, or Spanish words and shit, the El Camino shit. I don't know. Aunt keep on hyping it. I don't. I'm not involved. I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about your shit. I mean, it's, it's nothing to hype. It's an extension of Breaking Bad that we've been asking for for the longest time. Not necessarily that it's a great thing. It's just that once Breaking Bad ended, the only question you really wanted to answer was what happened to Jesse. It's really, you know, that, that's it. That's, that's the main question. I'll say this. Real shit. I ain't give a fuck what happened to that motherfucker, yeah. I mean, he, he left. Yeah, he was mad annoying. He, he was he screaming was annoying, and shit. Dumb nigga. He was on drugs and motherfucker gave him all his money. My whole shit is this, you know. The motherfucker, the nigga Walter White came in his crib, gave that nigga like millions and duffel bags and shit. This motherfucker was all in his head about whatever the fuck he was throwing the money away, whatever season that was. He deserved to be a slave to them fucking crackers, yo. And that fucking uh little underground dungeon and shit they had him in. That motherfucker. Yeah. Let, let a nigga give me millions in duffel bags, nigga. We leaving. 
What was that fucking Arizona? Yeah. Whatever the fuck that shit was. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever the Albuquerque, New Mexico. Whatever the fuck, yeah. whatever the fuck that show was. But whatever yeah, the fuck it was. Yo, man, why you ain't like moving shit? Like, why you ain't go somewhere tropical and shit? Why you just go somewhere where your money stretched like a motherfucker? You can fuck bitches for like fucking like snack cakes and fucking burritos and shit. Lie, man. Like, nigga. I'm fuck starting to get mad. Can't even brought this topic up. And he ain't had nothing to say about that shit, man. Let's talk about that chicken shit, my nigga. You know what I mean? Chicken shit. Chicken wars, nigga. Nigga, chicken wars better than freaking that. I hear you. Yo, honestly, man, the chicken... All right, so the chicken, the conversation, I guess it is a socioeconomic conversation, but it's also an economic economic conversation. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it's a super diverse conversation that you could have. And I know a lot of y'all are out here, like... First off, I just want to address a couple things, okay? So sure. I've seen I see a lot of memes and I see a lot of people talking about oh black people line up for chicken but they won't line up to vote and that's stupid as shit because black mm-hmm. people are the most politically involved race in the United States of America okay so you know the voting public ends up being about a, a high thirty percent these days you know what I mean like maybe fifty if it's on Obama running or some shit like that that's what the voting public is guess what we're only what twelve percent of the population and more of us vote than anybody else you know what i mean so that conversation about us only messing with chicken and not voting is stupid as fuck just because you see us in line buying sneakers or, or buying chicken and all the rest of that doesn't mean we we don't vote we vote for different reasons and different causes but we we fucking vote all right so i'm just tired of those memes i just want to address that shit real quick because we got a podcast and all the rest of that but mm-hmm. other than that man it is kind of weird that these niggas is lining up in lines to get some chicken sandwiches. <laughs> I ain't get what just yet. No, I mean, <laughs> they, they sold out, you know what I mean? Like, my people that got what in Florida just last night, they sold out, whatever. I, I see they're running commercials. I saw the commercial. They're running commercials. said, we're glad you loved it. We're going to ha- have them back for good next week, whatever. So they'll be back. But they sold out, and you know they made this for Joe's portion or whatever. Like, cause Joe the one put me onto this shit about how much money they they recently made. But I mean, I guess it was free promotion, yo. Like, they, you catch a wave on social media, and you have something to market, you're gonna make money. Hell yeah! This is the old school Big Mac versus the Whopper, basically sure. when they started out with the Chick Fil A versus uh, this Popeyes chicken joint. But before we go further into that. <laughs> Um, B in Wakanda, did you happen to hear about the um, the Beyond Chicken, the KFC Beyond Chicken? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually sent as soon as it as soon as it happened, I, I sent it out to all, all my friends. You know, oh, you obviously did? these okay. days I got a lot of friends that are vegan and all the rest of that like that. Mm-hmm. Well, first um, of all, I didn't try that. I don't think it's vegan chicken. Number one, I don't believe that for one minute. Yeah, but you don't ever believe anything, so it's really hard to take you on to take you serious. This shit. So. I don't believe that shit. Neither do half of the vegetarians out there either. Like, if you go to their sites, which I follow all of them, they're like, that shit ain't, that shit is regular chicken. That shit is GMO chicken. That's not, no, that's not, you know, vegetarian chicken that you're eating. That's some shit that they cooked up and that they Okay, created. but it's not. Okay, but I mean, because it is fast food, but it's not, it's not from a chicken. Right? So, at least that. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I'm not really too interested in eating the shit. If people like it, like I like people like the McChicken shit. I mean, not the McChicken, the um McRib 
And like I feel like that's like chewing gum in afterbirth. I don't eat pork, <laughs> so I don't know. But the shit yeah, looks disgusting as hell to me. And you know what I mean? Like I'm just like, uh, y'all niggas is crazy. But motherfuckers fuck with that shit, so it is what it is. So if people eat that and that's me, I mean, if you're a vegan and you want a quick option, I mean, if fast food restaurants start popping with that shit, that's popping. I stopped fucking with um, KFC a lot of years ago, and for one reason, man. I grew up with my grandfather pulling up to my school with chicken, I mean, with um, KFC um, nuggets, and they used to have sweet and sour sauce. And when KFC stopped, the sweet and sour sauce, I stopped fucking with KFC because that sweet and sour sauce used to be able to go on everything. God, that that the wraps they used to have, the chicken littles they used to have and shit, all that shit. That sweet and sour sauce was bomb, my nigga. So I mean, if I if if this is the reason that they bring back chicken nuggets or sweet and sour sauce, I'll fuck with them. But right now, I'm not with it. Yeah, we'll see. But I just wanted to bring that up because I thought about that when you started talking about the chicken. But you were... got me ranting about this shit. <laughs> it, it's a pop up store. It's a pop up. It's a test store in Atlanta. Yeah, so I yeah. thought you were talking. But um, you were talking about the the money that they made off of the off of this market off the social media that's going back and forth. I know, um, Joe, you were speaking about it. Did you want to get? You want to go further into it? Oh yeah, with the whole Popeyes thing. Yeah, I mean, last week they were talking about how uh, Popeyes got about. The equivalent of about $23 million worth of like promotion through like just niggas tweeting about chicken and shit. And then like Forbes put, I think it was Forbes put out like an article earlier today where they were talking about like through all this shit, it says more like the equivalent of like $65 million of like promotion and shit like that. And I mean, I pretty much believe them if they sold out of these fucking chicken sandwiches and shit. Yeah. This shit's crazy. I think the biggest lose out of all of this shit was like Chick-fil-A. Because if at first it was like who got the better sandwich, and then niggas stopped giving a fuck about Chick-fil-A and the chicken wars like a few days ago and shit. It's all just been about Popeye's chicken. Chick-fil-A about- should have been out of here though, because you know they're on the list that we sent out that are Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. So, but that nobody care about that shit. Both that shit is nasty. Care about the chicken wars, they're not gonna care. Yeah, they they, they use it as, as a point of the platform. Like, well, I mean, they don't they don't stand against they don't stand with those that are homosexual and they're not open on Sundays and whatever kind of random bullshit you come along with. No, no, they get money. It, but it doesn't matter. It's a fucking chicken sandwich. It doesn't deserve this kind of like rhetoric around it, like. You don't got to put other shit into it. It's a fucking sandwich. Either you like it or you don't. No, but we're talking about the company. We're talking about supporting people that support us and and boycotting people that don't support us that actually go against us. And the thing is this, man. I don't care if if the KFK, if the KFK, if the the KKK (laughs) made the most bangingest chicken sandwich ever, nigga. We can't buy it. You gonna buy that shit because it's the uh, best chicken? Yo, we talking chicken. Either, you I mean, cool it's so ridiculous chicken. what Aunt said. I'm sorry because it's like, sure, like we're a, we're a huge consumer base, right? You right. know what I mean? We buy mad like chicken. Like if we if we what 1.5 trillion dollars a year, like we're the largest consumer base, even though we're 12 percent of the population, right? And and we just gave 63 million dollars worth of um, free advertisement to a Popeyes. You don't think we affect? The, the bottom line of some of these companies. So if, what we're saying is, is that we don't want our money being transferred into the pockets 
of the, the, the agenda set by Donald Trump. That's all the fuck we're saying. Like, I understand that shit. They, listen, we all know that Chick-fil-A is a religious organization. We just do. You know what I mean? You do. Like, I know people who have tried to buy Chick-fil-A's before. It, it helps if you're a pastor. It's almost impossible to get a Chick-fil-A if you're not a pastor or, 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 or affiliated in, in one of those type of ways. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's just one of those type of things as far as Chick-fil-A goes, right? We all know that shit. But guess what? This election means that much to us, man. We're all taking a stand. And if it, Part of the stand is I'm not gonna give money to somebody who's just gonna transfer it to the guy that I'm not fucking with. Then we not doing that shit. Yeah. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck and fuck Chick Fil A. Even though Chick Fil A does have the, that the best, uh, Chick Fil A does have like the best like service in terms of like fast food oh, shit. Yeah, I'm niggas at Popeyes is trash. Oh, that Chick Fil A service is so fucking perfect. It's wonderful. Everybody should have that shit. Oh, it is. I, I don't know. You don't know? Ain't that been a nah, six nigga? Yo, all it takes is once, nigga. All Chick-fil-A will go outside. If, you, if there's a line, Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. will go outside to greet you and take your order before you even have to go through all that shit. And if it takes oh, too long, then will keep there and bring it to Oh, where, is that yeah. why I see mm-hmm. it now? Because I'll drive by and I'll see, I'll be like, why are the people outside? The, the, the box ain't working to order into? I see people standing outside. Um, from that work there, is that what they is mm-hmm. that what you're saying they're doing? Yeah, yeah, they'll oh, cut the line. I'm just dead ass. Long. I don't go to Chick Fil A. I've had it before, but I don't, I don't go there. But I I've seen what you're talking one time, about. They came out late and gave me three free chicken sandwich um oh, cards. I got a coupon service, for one free chicken sandwich before. That's yeah, dope. man, they got they got the best service. You know service, what I'm saying? But yeah. fuck them niggas, man. Yeah, fuck them all. Fuck, fuck them niggas, man. Pussy fuck, ass fuck niggas, yeah. man. Fuck I will be, ass. I will be getting uh, one of them chicken sandwiches though. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, them when they come back. Just I wasn't gonna be part. I, I wasn't gonna be one of them fucking niggas waiting in line for no chicken sandwiches. Hell I wasn't. No. I wasn't that. I mean, if I was like a kid and I was like bored doing that shit, or if I like, I don't know, if I ain't had no real job and shit, and just. With a thing, I just I don't know if I was one of niggas chasing them both fads and shit. It would be some, but you ain't even like, see mine on social media, guys. It's fact. I mean, I'd be goddamn. I buy a chicken sandwich. I got mine. Get off. Yeah, I ain't but, doing no shit like that. But you know, do remember like the patty pies. You know what I mean? This ain't nothing but like the patty pies. But oh yeah, know, the patty. At least yeah. that was patty though. Patty at least did. it was patty. But then you know, you see how niggas treated that. They treated it the same way. Your patty don't own all of that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all that. Yo, they did all the same shit. So it is what it is. Just like you did with Rihanna, man. Ain't nothing. All right, wow. let's go on. Wow. But nah, them chicken wars was on fire, yo. I don't know if that's on fire like them chicken wars, though. The Amazon. Word. <laughs> oh, funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> you right. I was just waiting for a break. But since we entered the, into the fire, um, on a serious note, right. that Amazon... Is currently on fire. You're talking about the rainforest, not uh, the <laughs> Amazon, not your damn Amazon.com, but the actual Amazon rainforest is on fire. Yeah, currently right now, and a lot of people want to know, like, what does that mean for them? Like, you live in America, what does that mean for you? And what does that mean across all platforms across the world? Like, you have to understand the Amazon and I'd be, I'm not, just correct me if I'm wrong. The the, the, sh- the studies show that it's a 2.2 million square mile rain in rainforest in the Amazon that's nearing the tipping point, which fragment- are you reading that? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just say where you reading it from, read it. dog. <laughs> I'm, referencing, I'm referencing 
<laughs> what I'm reading from the Washington Post. All right. I was going to say that. I can't correct end. that. It's from the Washington Post. <laughs> Washington Post. <laughs> Cite your sources, sir. Cite your sources. I'll read something over here, and then there's really something else over there. That's why I, I want clarification. Um, uh, at which large fra fragmented portions of the rainforest could transform into an entirely different uh, dry ecosystem. So what it does is everybody understands uh, photosynthesis. You know, we breathe in oxygen, we, we breathe out carbon dioxide, the trees take in the carbon dioxide, they refer to it as oxygen, which we, you know, breathe in. And if you're now burning down, I don't want to say you, that's mm. a conspiracy theory, but if the Amazon is on fire, you have to understand Trump that did that shit. As of area. Bolsonaro did that shit. You said what? I said Bolsonaro did that shit. Man, listen, Bolsonaro just, tur just turned down um, aid yeah, so from the world community. Like, the G7 got together this, um, this past weekend. I mean, I guess we're, I guess we can mold, we can yeah, mold we all these together. topics together, right? <laughs> so the G7 got together this past weekend, right? And a lot of them niggas care, you know what I mean? Like, like the uh, uh, Canada and, and um, or, or France, like they care. You know what I mean? Germany, they care about the environment in their, in, you know, what I mean, in their talks. And what ended up happening was Bolsonaro, who was the president of Brazil, the new president of Brazil, who you know uh, he became the president of Brazil because he is for anti-crime and you know he's very he's very much like Trump, but the society there is a little bit different. There there there's a very Catholic religious society. It, it's it's the second blackest nation, but there's a lot of crime there, and he, and, and so there are a lot of those people are against crime, and, and and so Bolsonaro like being for the anti-crime shit, like the, a lot of motherfuckers was for that shit, and that's why he's in, he's in office. But he's a super conservative man, and he just turned down a lot of funds from the world community for that shit to help. Yeah, and you and then you see Donald Trump, and he's and, and Donald Trump lied and said, because you know they they discussed climate change um, in in the G seven meetings, and Donald Trump lies and says, uh, yeah, I was meeting, I, I didn't come to the meeting because I was meeting with Germany and India, and in the middle of the meeting, like everybody gets to see the picture, the two people in, in the center of the meeting are Germany and India. So the only empty seat was Donald Trump. So he lied about that shit. So these motherfuckers don't care about the environment. They're doing some shady shit. We don't know what the fuck they're doing just yet. But I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not willing to say that that Bolsonaro is colluding with Donald Trump. But I know that they're of the same mind, and they could be possibly colluding on whatever the fuck they're doing going forward. But I don't, I don't know what the benefit of um, burning that. Amazon is building some shit there, and if you don't respect the environment, that's what the fuck you're gonna do. So I got, I got, I got one question because there is something that I didn't understand. You were, when I when you were speaking about it, I was saying, yeah, I just saw that, but then he turned down 22 million from the world community, but then he turned around and accepted 12 million from Britain to help fight the fight. I'm confused. Why? What's the? Why turn down 22? Because you don't want to be tied to, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be tied to certain people and certain things. You know what I mean? Like, I, like who was part of that donation is what you're saying. Yeah, it, it, I'd have to see the deal. Um, you know, countries always turn down, you know, well, I can't say countries. South American countries turn down certain deals from too many people or certain deals from certain countries. And I'd have to look at this shit, but but um, you know, because we have a history of putting money into their their country and then owning them, 
You know what I mean? And you know that that history is is a long okay, one. That's, you know, I was reading, yeah. see Venezuela, saying, see Argentina. You know, see, so you know, came back yeah. and said he offered terms to accept that twenty-two million if uh, the French President Emmanuel Macron withdrew what he called personal insults and insinuations that Brazil does not have sovereignty over the Amazon. He said he would reconsider. So, okay, I see what you're saying, the personal stuff. Because I just yeah. see the story when you mentioned it. I didn't it. look at it. So when you're telling me that now, now it, it even makes more sense. But, yeah, no, the, you know, the South American leaders in general are always a little bit more cautious than any leader in the world because of what we've done to them in the past. And when I say we, it's not the United States of America per se. It's the world community. You know what I mean? Okay. I wish the um, countries in the continent of Africa felt the same way, but you know, they don't, we don't get that as much as we get from the leaders in South America. If you actually look at it. Right. So a lot of, um, when you say when they were burning it down, so what I've seen in a lot of things that I read were they do a lot of cattle ranching when they, you know, if it's burned and they have that, they do a lot of cattle ranching out there in the Amazon on those parts that have been burned. Um, and then you get into the conspiracy theorists, you know, theories about it that it is man-made and it's a way that farmers, you know, can clear a path that, you know, big machinery can't get to, but it still preserves the soil up under the burned product so that they can just still go and then plant soy products and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of conspiracies going on from that side on who started it, why it started. And to even speak to it further, it's still burning and, and the Amazon is not even in their driest month yet. So it can still continue and even do more damage because they haven't even they're only getting into their dry season now where there is no we you know when they don't they won't have any rain or anything to assist in stopping the fires. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough it's a tough situation, man. I mean, we we like breathing. You know, what I mean, we like CO2. We like, you know, we, we like all that shit and it's being fucked up right now because people don't care, man. And. They don't, I'm on, is it that they don't care or they don't know? Because I think that's two different things. You don't, like I said, don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Don't I don't think they know. Like if you live in over here in America, you don't know unless somebody tells you. Hey, this can affect you over here. Just like, um, uh, uh, shit. What's the shit with the ice? Uh, polar caps. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, the, yeah. the global warming and the melting. Global warming. Yes, Thank you. Like, right. No, I like, understand. No, you're right. But back, back to the. But no, but I understand uh, what you're saying. Right. Like, do do they know? Yo, back to this guy who's the president of the United States of America. Like, he knows. Until it became a political thing, like, he was giving money to people, you know what I mean, to support these things. So, he knows. If you're a day trader, then the story of the day and the people who, who um, will vote for you today is what matters. And the tribe that he subscribes to is not for that shit, and so he's not. You know what I mean? And but we got to start looking forward to with a lot of this shit, like with our leaders and stuff like that, because we're literally destroying the earth, and we're literally destroying America. We saw it in California. Why is California so liberal with with all the environmental shit that they deal with? Because there was a freaking cloud over California for most of the '80s and the '90s. Do remember? You know what I mean? Like it was literal smog. 
Like it was horrible. And because it's right across the water from um, from Asia, China is, is freaking horrible over there still. You know what I mean? They're having their problems or whatever. So California has to experience that portion. And then the stuff that the Californians were doing, you know what I mean? It, it was just, it was really horrible. So they started to try to fix that shit. And we have a president of the United States in America right now that's not supporting any of these type of ideas. And like I just said earlier, man, he, he skipped out on the motherfuckers in the um, environmental change uh, the climate change uh, conference, and it's all because he's day trading, trying to support the ideas of his tribe. It's the same thing. I, really, I don't understand what he's doing with China. You know what I mean? With the tariffs. Like, yeah, with the tariffs. Now, I'll say this shit, right? And maybe you want to set this up, um, Alex, before I did, before I um, I say something about it. But it's just like, nah, we can just go right into it. Yeah, because because he what what Trump did is. If you were to ask me why he was running, like, and, and you didn't care about like the whole the Mexican stuff and all the right. anti-Muslim stuff and all the rest of it, you'd ask you why he was running. This is something that Trump actually has been saying for probably thirty years. You know what I mean? So it's not like this is the one thing that probably would have been a core idea and issue with him. He has an issue with the way that China, that, that we, we deal, our dealings and internationally, especially in trade with China, like as far as our growth goes. It's not a really an intelligent point because of the way we, you know, it is a lot of, of coupling, the way, the way our economies work these days, you know what I mean? But like, I understand it. And he's even, like, and I, I told Joe, because he, you know, he, he tried to add his, his kind of topic last week. And I said, I, or two weeks ago, something like that. And Trump did some stupid shit. And I was like, I didn't want to talk about it too much because, like, he's kind of right about the shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's right about China. China does manipulate their currency. China does kind of, and, and that does kind of affect us on the trade deals. But the problem that we got is these tariffs are taxes on us. And so it's right. fucking killing the stock market. You know what I mean? Right. And and so it's not it's not really a smart thing if you really care about the United States economy. It's just like an, you're just having an argument to have an argument, and I get it. But that pissing contest is not going to go anywhere. China really could function the same way without that shit because the money is not being transferred to them. They could just raise the prices. Right. And just to just to um give the background that you were talking to and that's why I just said just go ahead. So just a tariff. People hear tariffs and they don't know what that is. A tariff is a tax that's just simply put on the goods purchased from one country those goods arrive is. in another country. The tax is initially paid when the goods arrive, but the price of the goods is usually raised to cover the cost of the tax hitting consumers, aka you, in the wallet when you buy those products. And that's that's actually from Fox News in terms of just breaking down what the tariff is and when we're speaking about it. So you have a clear understanding of like, oh, well, how does that affect me? That's specifically how it affects you because now that cost is being passed on to you directly, whereas Trump was saying China's going to pay for the tariffs and they're not. Yeah, they're not. Nobody ever pays for the shit Trump said. Mexico's pay, supposed to pay for the wall. They, they yeah. were never going to. The, the idea that China was ever going to pay a tariff that we actually set was ridiculous. It never made any sense. You know what I mean? So... Like, I, I don't know. It, it, it's not a transferable idea, economics. And so I don't know how much of this shit breaks through. But when costs go up, when prices go up on people, man, and the way that every time he talks, man, the stock market moves, man. Every time he said, like, every time we get the general idea that he's going to shut up or make or make peace with China, like the stock market moves. He was he was literally saying, oh, China, the Chinese leader 
so smart and great, whatever, during the um during during the G seven meetings, and then they tweet some stupid shit, and then stock market jobs again. So I mean, he's really controlling the market just with his ignorance these days. And the, and, the, and, the, and the shit that's crazy, the, the his biggest supporters, which would be the farmers, you know, it's hitting them as well. Because the the the, the uh, retaliatory tariffs are imposed because of the retaliatory t- tariffs imposed by China, it's hitting his core. It's hitting his core base hard. Yeah, but that never never matters. So, like, I, it's not this is not the first time. I I know this is going to be a horrible thing to say because maybe even consider the source, whatever. But the Republicans are the one party they win because they don't care if they're affected by the shit that their leaders do. And all the shit that their leaders do always affect them the worst. I mean, literally, it can't be terrible if it's a fact. Yeah, but they literally, literally always affects them, and they don't care. They like winning. It's the party that likes winning, and it doesn't have the same type of litmus test as Democrats do. So it's just different. And Democrats is pussy, man. Democrats are pussy. All right. Well, um, but just to you know, just to wrap this up, to basically the new tariffs could cost the average American household. Almost an additional eight hundred dollars annually, just based off these tariffs alone. And that's every household, not just one or specific group. Every single household. Yeah. And that's how that cost is being passed on to you. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna do is go ahead and take a break and get right back to it. How are you gonna answer this? Who would Shaq be if he had your work ethic? He'd be the greatest of all time. If Shaq had your work, he'd be the greatest of all, greatest time. Of all time by sure. He, uh, he'd be the first to tell you that, for sure. I mean, this guy was a, a force like I have never seen. I mean, it was crazy. You know, a guy at that size, generally guys at that size are a little timid and they don't want to be tall. They don't want to be big. Man, this dude was, he did not care. He was mean. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was vindictive. I mean, he was, yeah. I wish he was in a job. I would have had fucking 12 rings. <laughs> so what you just heard was Kobe Bryant talking about his former teammate with the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, and talking about his work ethic compared to his own work ethic and how far along maybe that team would have or should have gotten. Um, I know Kobe's been on the world tour ever since he's re- Tired, winning, uh, was it Oscars and doing all type of marketing things? But this was a sit down with Patrick B- David of uh, founder of Valuation, and I guess the question came up of where he think his career would have been if Shaq had the same work ethic as his. I don't know. Let's speak to it. Do you believe that? I mean, yeah, I think it's one of the like I don't even you know Kobe said it like it was obvious, and he should say it like it was obvious because Shaq was Shaq. And we've never seen a force like Shaq in the history of Everdom. You know what I mean? Like, we could talk about what, what Will Chamberlain did, but picture Shaq playing back then with them niggas. Like, Shaq will punish a Will Chamberlain. And that's no bullshit. Like, let's just be honest about this shit. Like, Shaq was something special that we had never seen before, and he half-assed it. And that's all Kobe was saying. And mm-hmm. and they, they, they took it... Um, you know, they they made a thing of it because everything has been, been made a thing of. Now, yo, Serena just let her tie 5-5. Five, five. Mm-hmm. the fuck is going on? All right, never mind. They, they make a thing out of everything, you know what I mean? And so they had to address it. But then I just saw on Twitter, like, earlier today, um, 
Shaq, Shaq. yo, Kobe said, Kobe said, um, me and Shaq don't have beef, and and that's the brother, and we're all good, whatever. Plus, we're too old to have beef. Kobe and, beef. And then Shaq, and then Shaq comes up, and he was he was like, yeah, he was talking about Dwight Dwighty Howard anyway. And then yes, you know what I mean. And then Kobe did duh, duh, and then, and then, ass, yeah. Then they were just going back and forth about that shit. So, right. I mean, I don't, I don't think about mention... nothing, yo. But yeah, Kobe is right. All right. Well, I mean, since you mentioned, I mean, anybody else got anything to add to it? Well, yeah, I know. I'll just say like it was funny that I guess this became a thing because when them niggas sat down, I think earlier this year, last year, whatever the fuck they sat down, that's one of the main things that they was talking about. How Kobe, Kobe was like, "Damn man, I just wish that, yo man, you would piss me off, you would come back out of shape and shit." And of course, you work yourself into shape and we win a championship or something. But I mean, that was kind of I thought they had kind of been like said that. Or whatever that, like, you know, Kobe was going hard, like, 24-7, and Shaq was just relying off being just that nigga and just his, like, just being a monster when he stepped on the court more so than, like, preparation and shit. But, yeah, I feel like Kobe's right, man. If, if, if Shaq probably would have maybe took care of his body a little more and uh, maybe just gave a fuck more, probably would have doubled them championships at least, you know what I mean? But, yeah, fuck this topic, though, man. Them niggas is both rich, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, B, you got anything to add with uh, how we're going to the Lakers, or is it just another signing? It's just another signing, man. I mean, well, if you go back, the way Howard did promise the Lakers when he was leaving that he was going to make it up to them. And so, you know, possibly he could, but, you know, I, I got to see it from Dwight Howard. He, had, he, hasn't, he hasn't been horrible, you know what I mean? But I got to right. see it from him. <clears throat> Attitude, the, the attitude has kind of always been different. Hasn't well, and been also different? his way of um, no, it's it's a basketball thing. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if he's oh no post up moves. That's yeah, 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 yeah. He's too easy to guard. He's, he doesn't do enough things. So damn, yo, Serena might lose this game. What the fuck? Yeah, she yeah, gonna lose. Yeah, it's the uh, French French Open, right? Nah, US, US nigga, come on, oh, stop it. My bad. Uh, the, it's US. in New York, y'all. Yeah, yeah, nigga. Yo, city. Queens. Yeah, yo, city, nigga. Oh, commenting on Serena and where she's at. Is that the second where she in second or third match? That's the second match. She just lost the first set. That's what I mean. Set, excuse me. Yeah, that's the first set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other news. We did have the uh, final. Uh, third preseason just passed of um, of the NFL right before they go into the final preseason game before the season starts. Um, so basically, everybody, all teams are about to be set come after this week when they have the final preseason and all the final preseason cuts. Uh, the, what we did learn, uh, one of the actually the biggest news of the day was Andrew Luck retiring abruptly after the third after their third preseason game, which he did not start. He had been complaining about a lower leg problem that he was uh, that he was unable to get on the field to practice or play in any preseason game, and then it was announced, I believe, going through the fourth quarter by Adam Schefter that he was retiring. And it kind of sent shockwaves through, through like the sports world because nobody expected that. They just expected him to miss a few games like he had in the prior seasons. But this has been an ongoing thing with Andrew Luck. Where he missed the uh, entire 2017, excuse me, half of the 2016 season, he missed the entire 2017 season where they held him out, similar to what they might, what they did with Embiid and bringing him back in Philly. 
where he came back last year, was a comeback play of the year, had 42 touchdowns and nine interceptions, and they made the playoffs. And they were looking to take another step, looking to hopefully have Super Bowl aspirations. But now all those are dashed, and fans booed him as he walked off the field. And in Andrew Luck's own words, he was just complaining. He said, man, listen, I'm in pain. It's too much pain for me to get up, to get my entire body just to get on the field for a practice. I can imagine what it would be like for a game when I got 260 you know, pound, pound linemen trying to chase me down and get at me. And I got this lower leg problem. I still have an issue with my arm. So he elected to step away from the game. And in doing so, he didn't have any records. He had a, he had a good short career. Not as long as that will give him any type of Hall of Fame worthy, make him Hall of Fame worthy, but he had a, he was that quote-unquote chosen one. So once a Tom Brady left, he was the one that was being looked at as the next one. And man, now I ain't never believed that shit, man. You can I say you never believe that shit. You no. said you never could believe it, but his, his, what he did is what he did with nothing. I'll say this, man. He had some, he had like, I think he had all like pretty much winning seasons and shit. When he played his um those things, so they were like eleven and fives and shit, and maybe like a nine and seven in there, some shit like that. I mean, the motherfucker was a win, and he did it with like, you know, not as much as you know he probably should have had. But I mean, man, fuck it, man. Like, uh, motherfuckers retire every day, you know. And, and the thing with him, like, yo, I think it's his fault. His body ain't hold up. You know what I mean? This nigga got all the injuries in the world. It's like all over and shit. It ain't even like one shit. It ain't like, oh, my leg, my leg keep fucking up. Nah, they have fucked up like kidneys and spleens and shit and concussions and fuck, man, fuck it, man. I mean, I salute that motherfucker for like walking away and shit and not feeling no he had to stay. And I also salute him for sticking around long enough because he got like paid, right? And he scooped like $20, 30000000 million fucking um, uh, waiting until the time he did to like walk away. Yeah, yeah, but Joe did when, when he um that contract that you're talking about. Yeah, when he got drafted, who 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 what? So a bunch of quarterbacks got drafted that draft, didn't they? Or am I wrong? Was Eli I mean, in that draft? Or no, 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 nigga, the fuck? Nah, 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 Eli draft was still was, I mean, RG three, right? I'm my bad. RG three and Russell Wilson. Yeah, RG three and and Russell Wilson, right? Yo, none of them really quarterbacks except for Russ stood the test. None of them. What you mean? Yeah, Fucking yeah. Russell, but it's the time. And I mean, the motherfuckers it's fucked it. up. Oh, RG three, um, except Russ. That's what you're saying. You yeah. said none of them out of three, nigga. I mean, no, fucking... I, that's not what I said. I said, I said, I said, none of them except Russ had to stood the test of time. Joe sleep, guy. I ain't gonna sleep on his Everybody on the pod and hear his voice, God. Yo, yo, notice how he talking and all that, man. He, he, he out of like, no. I mean, if you heard the Darth Vader, it was Joe, God. I ain't gonna lie. Let's just put it out there. I mean, no, I'm Not just saying this. Joe. You said you said that as you named the three niggas and you said none of them stood the test of time. It's not what I said. Let's move on. Everybody can hear it. Yeah, he said. But Joe, to the point that I'm making is I mean, football's a different type of sport. You gotta protect your asset. When you get when you uh, pause, when you get a quarterback, you got to get yourself offensive lineman. You got to get yourself either a running back or a tight end. They didn't either for him, and they just left him out there. But because he's a baller, he went out there and bust his ass. And each year they got better. Each year, without when you saying he had nothing, you acknowledge he had nothing. The first year he got kicked out the first round. The next year he went to the second round. The next year he was in the AFC Championship playing to go to the Super Bowl. 
with nothing. So he was a baller, but the body broke down. No different than Cam breaking down by running outside the pocket. Who is he throwing the ball to? Say it again. T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. That's the best person. Yo, Joe sound like Mace. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, girl, I just said that to get you mad. (laughs) Yo, this is the Joe Mace episode. Nigga, Joe. Uh, (laughs) Joe. Narcolep Joe. Yeah, but the bottom line is he retired too early. Um, somebody asked me actually in a on another show to actually what would I relate that to if it was basketball terms? They didn't understand football. I said it'd be if Anthony Davis was to retire right now because he didn't get to hit his stride yet. He didn't get to, he's going into his prime right now, and it's the same. It's the same thing. So you know, you salute to him. Huh? Yeah. You think yeah. you think Andrew Luck Andrew Luck was in the Anthony Davis mode? Yeah. He was okay. the next one. He was the. I okay. mean, Joe Saint doesn't believe it, but then that's what I'm saying. That mantle's now going to Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's looking at him now oh. as that next one to take. You know, this new quarter to take over for the new quarterback because obviously Brady and everybody else is retiring. I would have said it would have been like if Demarcus Cousins was, was going to retire right now, but Mar- you know better than me, so I'm. Gonna nah, go Cousins ain't Cousins ain't make no money, and Cousins ain't do shit in the playoffs. Yeah. So now, Anthony Davis shit is pretty good. Okay. It's way better than Cousins. Yeah, but Marshall, okay. man, shout out to Andrew Luck. That motherfucker got paid, man. Nigga made money. Always liked Andrew Luck and shit. Always knew he wasn't going to win shit, but he was going to make a lot of money because he white. And I salute yeah. him for that, yo. And that nigga body fucked up, man. Fuck that shit, man. He shouldn't have been playing that shit in the first place. But nigga got paid, so I salute him. Not his fault. Why we keep saying not his fault? They, 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 oh, he said not his fault, nigga. Nah, it's not his fault. He had a he had a bad GM. He had a bad GM. They never they never put nothing around him. I didn't say it was his fault. I just said he fucking. I just said the nigga fucked up. It's his own fault. You said it was his fault like three or four times. Let's move on. Yo, I didn't. Yo, he got paid. I salute that nigga. Yeah. Yo, we know, Joe. We know. We all we want all the praise. We want to smoke. Get at us. On better than you pie, <laughs> Joe, for knocking up Joe, Brian, and sweet yo, yo, honey man, go to fuck the bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>